From Orlando, Florida and Tulsa, Oklahoma, welcome to the 1330 Podcast with your hosts, Keith Neighbor and Brent Bailey. Pulling from nearly half a century of experience, Brent and Keith share unique wisdom and proven insight to build the leader within you. Interact with us now on Facebook and Twitter at 1330podcast or email your questions and comments to 1330podcast at gmail.com. The 1330 Podcast starts right now. Well, as we have reached the magic number five in our podcasting, uh, welcome back to another 1330. I'm Brent Bailey. I am Keith Neighbor. And we are having such a great time bringing these... uh, 13 minutes and 30 seconds to you each and every time. And as we're bringing these 13 minutes and 30 seconds of leadership talk to you, if you have questions or comments, comments either complaints, way, complaints, suggestions, or, yeah, uh, you can send us those at 1330podcast at gmail.com. That's 1330podcast at gmail.com. And at some point in time, you know, we just don't want to sit and talk about what we want to talk about, Brent. We want to talk about some of the things yeah, that like others to want to talk about. I'd like to do like answer some a, questions, do a little Q and A with everybody, uh, and maybe. more than just did Adam and Eve have belly buttons? Yes, they do. <laughs> so that was one that we used to get quite frequently. Do Adam and Eve have a belly button? <laughs> no, hey, l- listen, they don't. So anyway, Keith, as we're as we're talking today, we're we're really just uh, we've been talking about. Uh, uh, the journey together, but as you're on this journey together and, and, and whether it's owning a company with employees or serving at a church with, with, um, volunteers, uh, or paid team team members or whatever you want to call them. Um, the question that, that comes up a lot is how do you get people to buy in? And we talked about in the first couple of podcasts about vision and how that's a big deal, but how do you really get people that'll, That'll just buy in and and just go after it like it's their own. How how do you get that to do that? How do you get people to do that? Well, I think there's a there's a few ways that we do that, but one of the ways that I was always able to do it, I would tell people, I, I would ask the question, "What do you want to do? Well, why are, why are you here?" Yeah, and is if you can identify why somebody is there, what are they? Because that's telling them or it's actually telling you what they want out of you. And so many times we want to tell everybody else what we want out of them. But if we will turn that around and find out what they want out of us, they're going to, and, and they feel like they're contributing to what's going on, but they're also getting something out of it. It, 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 it just amps up their enthusiasm and their motivation to do more for you than it would any other way. Of again, you just coming in and saying, "Well, I want you to, you know, straighten chairs and vacuum the floor." Well, I mean, let's just put the shoe on the other foot. If you're, if you're a CEO or a, or a president of an organization or a pastor of a church or or a manager at your local Winn Dixie, I mean, who, who, I don't know. I mean, whatever. What if? What if somebody, if you, if you were able to dictate what you were allowed to do, and then all of a sudden somebody came in and started saying, this is what I want you to do, and you will do it, uh, how happy does that make you, and how motivated does that make That's you? That's usually when everybody starts planning their exit. Yeah, they start looking for another job. Yep, new, new way of doing things. But yet we uh, get in charge, and we put the shoe on the other foot, and we become that exact same person. Brent, have you ever sat around and asked yourself, you know, just kind of when you were daydreaming, you you always thought, you know, if I were in charge, this is what I would do. Yeah. 
And we, you know, because we, we sit around, you know, we've worked, you know, I've worked on a lot of different places. I've worked at a Fortune 500 company. I've worked at big ministries. I've worked at small, you know, small companies, you know, just with a few employees. And at every single one of those places at one point or another, I, I would just start, sit and daydream and think, man, if I were in charge, I wouldn't do it that way. And if I were in charge, I wouldn't do that. Or if I was in charge of this, I would do this. And one day I was in my office and uh, it was when I was working at the church and I, uh, I was thinking, you know, if I was in charge, this is what I would do. And the Lord just stopped me and said, you do realize that you are in charge of a group of people. Yeah. And you're sitting here saying that if you were in charge of this huge, large group of people, this is what you'd do. Well, why aren't you doing those things with this small group of people? Because if you're not going to do those with a small group of people, why would you ever do those with a big group of people? Come on. So maybe you ought to start doing some of these things that you say, if I were in charge, and I did. And that was one of the things that really started to build a lot of momentum for me is because I sat around and thought, well, how would I want to be treated and how would I want people to communicate with me and what would I want them to say with me, you know, or say to me. Right. And there's that saying out there, you know, when you're working with volunteers, you know, their only pay is praise and thanks. So pay them well and pay them often. So, uh, so I really, I really made the effort, not to the point where it got to be like, you know, every time, you know, you saw somebody like, man, Brent, you're awesome. Thank you so much. You're awesome. Well, what did I do that was awesome? You know, what it, why are you saying that every time? Because you wear those words out and you wear those things out. But if you can give somebody something specific that they have done, you know, where you single somebody out and say, hey, I saw you over there the way that, that when that visitor came in, that you, you recognize that they had not been here before. And you went over and you offered to sit with them and, you know, showed them where their kids would go and, you know, for the, for the children's ministry or where their youth would go for the youth ministry. And then, you know, you brought them into the sanctuary, you know, and, you, and you, you, you really took ownership over that. And if you can find some specific things like that to praise people about, and recognize those things, that goes miles with people. And then it almost, in a sense, and I know this sounds a horrible way to say it, but it trains them to do that more because people will do what we praise them for. Yeah. So, you know, when you're looking around at what you're doing, man, what what are you what is it that you're creating in them? Are you focusing on the negatives or are you focusing on the positives? I, in my experience, and now I'm pastoring a church two years as well, people want to be told what to do, but they don't want to be demanded what to yeah. do. You know, I remember one time, and he's probably listening right now, my cousin Aaron uh, volunteered with me if, uh, his whole time there, uh, was my head leader and really was a benefit to what we were doing there. Uh, but we were setting up for our youth conference, we were setting up in our gymnasium and getting everything ready to go. and. And I said to him, I said, um, I need you to take this black plastic and I need you to go around with duct tape and I need you to black out all the windows. And he was like, and, okay. And I just turned around and walked away and was just going to let him do it however you wanted to do it. And literally an hour and a half later, he walked up to me and he said, um, is it okay if I put it just over the doors instead of going into the, each office and put them over the windows in the doors. And I remember going, I don't care. 
I really don't care. I, I, I just don't want sunlight coming through the, you know, into the auditorium. Yep. I don't care. And, and he was kind of, you know, I was, I was angry at him because it had been an hour and a half and he had gotten no windows done. But, um, the thing is, is he, he looked at me like, well, you're supposed to tell me what I'm supposed to do. If I, if, if you want them on the windows, tell me if you, if you don't care on the doors, tell me. Yeah. And I learned something that day is that it's okay to, to be specific with people and tell them what you want and, and expect them to do what you want, but you don't have to go and demand it. You will put it on there right now. And, you know, and I, I've learned since then and seeing the people that were in, in our church now, they're looking to you, the leader, to be told what to do. I, I'm here to serve what you're doing. Tell me what to do. And the the only thing that, that I would add to just you tell them what to do is do it with them. Yeah. Get right down there and do it with them. So I actually went and, and hung plastic with Aaron for a few minutes. Um, but it's not just doing it just to pacify. It's doing it to show them, number one, what you want, but then show them that you're there to get work done too. You're not just there to put your feet up on the desk and, and supervise, have a cup of coffee while everybody else has got a hammer. <laughs> you know? Right. You're there to actually accomplish an end result that for what we're talking about is given to us by God almighty. Right. And if we're going to accomplish what he wants us to accomplish, everybody, including us has to get in the game and do it. Well, and you can't expect everybody else to do the dirty work for you. If you can't get dirty, get out. (laughs) Yeah. When I, uh, when I first started, we had a, we were doing a youth event and, uh, we were doing working with junior hires. And when you do, youth events with junior hires that are that are late at night and caffeine fueled uh they they tend to go a little overboard on that no we had a we had a kid who threw up and one of our leaders came in and said hey we had a kid who threw up over here so we need that cleaned up and so we went through the whole process of this so i asked him you know i would i just started i hadn't been around a long time where's the you know where's all the cleaning supplies at we need a mop bucket and you know everything we can to get all this cleaned up you know you know paper towels and everything puke powder puke powder yes where we can get down on that and get that all cleaned up and he started to walk and he got me all all the way back to the janitor's closet and i pulled we started pulling stuff out and getting everything ready to go and as we got over there to get to start cleaning up, the guy looked at me and said, "I'll do it." And I said, "No, I said I'll do it. You're not, you're you're here volunteering. I'm the I'm the I'm the paid employee. Everybody else in the room at that point was a volunteer." He said, "No, no, you're the you're the pastor. You don't need to do this." And I said, "Well, that's not true because I am the pastor. I should be the one doing this." He literally took the mop and everything out of my hand. And went and did it. Later on, I talked to him about it. And he said, had you not offered to do it and been so adamant about doing it, you would have been doing it. I would have never volunteered to do it. I just wanted to see whether you were willing to do something that you wanted everybody else to do. And it appeared that you didn't want anybody else to do it. That only you were going to be the one to clean it up. And that made me want to do it. Because you were willing to do it. No, what we're talking about here, now Keith's talking and telling a story about a volunteer at a church. But now listen, 
CEOs of companies or pastors that pay their employees. This works across the board. Yep. If your people know that you're willing to serve with them, even if they are paid. Now, listen, I know that the money and the paycheck is the, is the, is the uh, motivating factor. You're going to do this. I'm paying you to do it. But if you want them to be happy and up their productivity and using the Monsters, Inc., you know, scenario where the, the screams of the children powered the city until the laughter happened and then they couldn't contain all the energy. Yeah. All right. So this works. If you can make your employees understand you're willing to serve with, it makes, it puts them in a happier place and this will work across the board. You'll get more for your money that you're paying them. And then of course the volunteering, it works across the board that way too, that they will volunteer and carry a greater, uh, a greater load for you. If it appears that everybody is there to serve you rather than you serving them, your pool of people and your pool of volunteers is going to shrink down rapidly. It won't, it won't last. But if you are there to serve others, like Christ served others, yeah. then your pool of volunteers and your pool of employees or, or people to draw from, and that well, so to speak, is going to be very deep. And it will, it, it's going to benefit... It's going to benefit benefit you way more in the long run to be that way than it will to, you know, use them up, wear them out, and and bring in a new batch and just keep doing that over and over again. You're gonna you're gonna it'll pay dividends in the long run for you. And you're just gonna to have to have faith in those people while they're yeah, serving with you. Absolutely, I believe it. Yes, and we're running out of time here again. We thank you guys for sitting in with us at the thirteen thirty podcast. I'm Keith Neighbor. I'm Brent Bailey. We'll see you next time. God bless. Thanks for joining us for the 1330 Podcast with Brent and Keith. We want to hear from you. Find us on Facebook and Twitter today at 1330podcast or email us directly at 1330podcast at gmail.com. Join us next time for another 13 minutes and 30 seconds geared to change you into the leader that you and those who follow you want you to be.